and welcome to WNXS News. I'm Jank E. And I'm Kit Harding. Thank you for joining us. Our top story. Four new names have been announced as members of the Commander Advisory Group. The CAG was established in January of 2019 as a liaison between the EDH community and the Rules Committee. The four newest members are Rachel Weeks, Daquan Watson, Jim LePage, and Gregory Sablin. Daquan sat down for an interview with us to talk about his new position. Here's a small portion of it right now. I'm here with Daquan Watson, one of the new members of the Commander Advisory Group, as well as host of the Color of Magic podcast. Um, Daquan, thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. I mean, this is uh, well-timed with the news just coming out this past week. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we at NXS News are really excited to hear about it, about yourself and Rachel and the others as well. Um, my first question is, when did you first get into Magic? What was your first experience with Magic, and how did you, how did you discover it? it it's actually kind of a weird... I don't know what the best word would be like coincidental situation. Like I was actually on a field trip in high school and I stopped in the mall. I, I can't remember why we stopped even. Maybe we were just like, you know, get the kids out of the bus for a little bit, you know, reconvene in two hours. But I stopped in this store that just had like games and trinkets and stuff. And I saw some people talking about this thing called magic and they're trying to explain it. And it's like, oh, it's like D&D stuff, but with cards. And I'm like, well, we've played some D&D. That's kind of cool. So they're explaining it to me, and I'm like, okay, well, there's two decks here. Like, which one should I get? Now, at the time, it was Unlimited and Revise sitting on the shelf. And they're explaining it to me, saying, well, well, Revise has all these cards from these other sets called, like, Arabian Nights. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, okay, then I guess that's the one I want. It has more cards in it. Like, you know, later I find out that's probably, like, now a $10,000 decision, but... I end up picking those up. I, I'm reading through this the little rule book in there, you know, on the way home. And then I realize about halfway on the trip, like, oh, I need a second deck. So I'm like, oh, well, this is no good. <laughs> so I just like toss it in a drawer and don't think about it for the better part of a couple weeks. And then I have a friend who comes back from visiting his brother. And he says, man, my brother taught, was trying to teach me this game. And, you know, and he's explaining it. And I'm like, why does that sound familiar? And I'm like, wait, is it called magic? And he's like, yeah. How do you know? I'm like, oh, I have some of those at home. He's like, oh, sweet. My brother gave me one of his starter decks. So then, of course, we hustle back to my place. And then we decide to go back to his spot. And we play, I don't know, probably 50 games of the worst possible magic out of starter decks for hours on end. And that led to everything else now. <laughs> it was recently announced that you were going to be joining the Commander Advisory Group. How far in advance of the announcement being made uh, were you all let know? Uh, I don't know about everybody else, honestly. And we, I, as far as I know, we were all told independently. So I have no idea when anybody else knew. Uh, I know that I found out sometime between three and four weeks prior. I think we started talking about it, you know, saying, okay, do we have the time to dedicate to it? You know, how would we want to be involved, involved if we wanted to or not? You know, and just basic stuff like, hey, are you willing to do this? Are you prepared? Let's talk about where you fit in or your perspectives, all that stuff. And, you know, just kind of said, okay, cool. Well, this seems like it works for everybody. We're in, we'll wait till everybody's confirmed and all this, and then there'll be a big public announcement, which just came out a little while ago. 
Now that you're on the Commander Advisory Group, uh, do you feel any additional weight or responsibility with your role in the format or in the community? No, not particularly, because I'm already a very community-focused person with almost everything I do, so it's not really that big a deal. And I, and I kind of just operate in the always informing, always teaching kind of mode, so it kind of works for that. The, the funny thing is, I will say already just a few days in, you know, what I expected to happen happened where I had something I had posted on Facebook and one of the comments was like, okay, well, now that you're a member of the CAG, like, how do you feel about this? And I'm like, that has nothing to do with the video. Like, why? You know, just like, I get it. You're a commander player. That's cool. But like, why? Why? Why is this here? You know, like, hit me up on Twitter or something. Uh, and matter of fact, you know, that's that's kind of the thing. It, I think everybody just wants to know somebody that's close, you know, to uh, get their opinion out there, know who they can attack or judge or whatever. As a matter of fact, one of the people I think in the thread with the announcement actually posted, well, I'd, I'd like to know the opinions of each person in both. And I'm like, what kind of weird public interview is this? But I'm like, it's fine. I'll tell you like this. If it's casual, I'm probably going to give it a thumbs up. If it's super competitive, I'm giving it a thumbs down. And Rith is an awesome <laughs> dragon. I think that was my actual Twitter post. And I was like, that's it. That, that's my perspective. We're done. The full interview can be found on mtgnexus.com. The last year of Magic Sets has seen a high number of leaks, prompting an active debate amongst the community. Many content creators stand firm in their belief that links are akin to theft, as it renders large amounts of effort pointless. The opposing belief is that spoilers and leaks are essentially the same, the only real difference being the timing of the card's reveal. The debate is further fueled by well-known sites such as Hipsters of the Coast and StarCityGames.com sharing these leaks in detail. Though the arguments are typically very heated, it's not likely we'll see a consensus anytime soon. The next Kaldheim set championship qualifier weekend is scheduled for February 27th to 28th. Isa, what can we expect to see making an appearance? Well, Kent, this qualifier weekend will be standard, so the field is likely to be pretty diverse. Top-ranked standard lists include Rakdos decks using Kroxa and the new Tybalt, and Demir Rogues. Mono-white life gain and mono-red aggro are also highly ranked right now, showing the classics can still work. Azorius Control and Teamer Adventures, both of which have had strong showings in the last few tournaments, are also expected to be heavily represented. Before we get that far, though, the February Arena Open was announced for February 20th to 21st. This latest in the series of Arena Opens will have Kaldheim sealed as its format. As a two-day tournament, Day 1 will let players choose between Best of 1 or Best of 3 for their games, and to get to Day 2, players must win either 7 Best of 1 or 4 Best of 3 matches. Day 2 is strictly Best of 3 matches, and any players who get at least one win will earn some amount of prizes. These next two weeks are going to be full of heavy competition, and I, for one, can't wait to see what develops. Something big to note is the most recent banned and restricted announcement. This is a pretty hefty one, hitting five different formats. The most notable is Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, being banned in Historic, Modern, and Pioneer. Historic also saw Omnath, Locus of Creation, move from Suspended to Full-on Banned. In Modern, we can bid farewell to Field of the Dead, Mystic Sanctuary, Simeon Spirit Guide, and Tybalt's Trickery. Over in Pioneer, we see the exit of Balustrade Spy, Teferi Time Raveler, Undercity Informer, and Wilderness Reclamation. 
Legacy is the latest format to lose Oko, Thief of Crowns, but Oko won't be lonely as it's joined by Dreadhorde Arcanist and Arkham's Astrolabe. Even Vintage wasn't immune to changes, but in this case, a card was added back to the format. Lyrus of the Dream Den was originally banned due to power level concerns, but those concerns are lessened since the companion rule change, so we can safely say, welcome back Lurus. These changes impact the most commonly played decks in each of their formats, so some exciting meta shifts are certainly on the horizon. Back to you, Jank. Thanks, Isa. Watsi's new push towards diversity was finally revealed earlier this month, and we'll show you how right after these messages. This weekend, we have the finals from the Tag Team Championships. Here with us we have Uncon and Zinda Split, talking about their upcoming match in the finals with Carl and Ocon here to crush Beauty Angel. Oh yeah, brother. We're coming last year, Wizards of the Coast announced that they had created the position of Director of Diversity. This position was created after numerous allegations of racism both within the company and in character and story representations in its game materials. Watsi has now announced their first ever hire for this position, Jontel Layson Smith. It's widely agreed that while this is a phenomenal first step for Watsi, they need to keep working to show this is truly the new normal instead of a temporary crowd pleaser. The announcement came hand-in-hand hand with the newest secret lair reveal, so we'll head on over to Diz for more. Diz? That's right, Jank. Secret Lair Black is Magic has been announced as part of the Wizards of the Coast recognition of Black History Month and will be a charity-focused project. The proceeds will be going to Black Girls Code, a nonprofit organization that provides technology education to African-American girls. This secret lair will have seven reprints of iconic magic cards featuring all-new art created by seven talented black artists. The cards for this secret layer have been announced as Shalai, Voice of Plenty, Ponder, Cultivate, Teferi, Hero of Dominaria, Kaya, Ghost Assassin, Path of Ancestry, and Solring. Speaking of secret layers, Secret Layer Ultimate Edition 2 was rescheduled for release May 7th due to a production delay. 
It will bring players the completed set of the modal double-faced lands from both Kaldheim and Zendikar Rising. The six lands originally printed in Zendikar Rising will feature art set on Kaldheim, and the remaining four from Kaldheim will feature art set on Zendikar. A Valentine's Day bundle of secret layers was also opened up for pre-order. Running from February 12th to the 21st, this bundle, dubbed the Smitten Superdrop, has a total of five layer sets, all but one with the option of both foil and non-foil. Two sets offer four of the original Titans, and the two new ones in the new Kaldheim Showcase art, with one set offering the blue and green Titans, and the other offering the red and black ones. The Valentine's Day title layer offers a mix of five popular mono-red, mono-white, and red-white cards. The last two are a set filled with special art basic lands, and one with four highly popular fairy cards. One more upcoming product that was just announced is the 2021 Challenger decks arriving March 26th. These four decks are geared to be somewhat competitive and standard and are the latest in a recurring series of annual decks. This year's edition is a good representation of the last year's standard and includes Azorius Control, Demir Rogues, Mono Red Aggro, and Mono Green Stompy. These can be found anywhere sealed magic products are sold. Get Thanks, Diz. This quantity of secret lairs has drawn criticism from the magic community for overshadowing the Blackest Magic secret lair. By having so many secret lairs happen at once, there are concerns that Blackest Magic will see fewer purchases and get less attention, thereby having less impact on the community and possibly signifying a reluctance to let this carry a set. The community has also expressed concerns about the art for Shalai, who is depicted with much darker skin than her original appearance, drawing accusations of tokenizing. And shortchanging Lara Dawnbringer. Most fans interpret her as black. Wizards has cast this into doubt, with design notes stating that Shalai is the only Sarah Angel of African descent, which is inaccurate phrasing on its own, since as we all know, there's no Africa on Dominaria. Exactly. Not all black people are African, and Shalai's characterization does not appear to have been in any way African-influenced. All things considered, this seems like a rocky start for this new diversity push. Wizards of the Coast is not the only group showing concerning problems with diversity, however. The Black as Magic Secret Lair has also highlighted racism among the players. Online magic communities have seen an unfortunate rise in racist comments insisting that this set is pandering or the result of identity politics and asking when the quote-unquote white is magic set will happen. While these players are by no means the majority of the community, any community that permits these comments cannot be a welcoming place for players of color. Also in the community are concerns about Strixhaven. This has definitely been a busy week for diversity concerns for magic. It really has. We know very little about Strixhaven, but we do know that it's a take on the magic school genre. And we all know the single most famous example of that genre. Harry Potter. We've already seen Wizards come under fire for its handling of Walking Dead tie-in cards, not only for the introduction of non-magic intellectual property, but for the inclusion of Negan, who commits rape and other more realistic crimes than your average magic villain. This has fueled concerns that there will be another set of tie-in cards featuring Harry Potter characters. The concern comes from Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling's recent transphobic statements. Partnering with her after these remarks would call into question Wizards' commitment to walking the walk in their efforts to be more inclusive. Fueling the speculation has been Wizards' refusal to outright deny it. 
Designer Mark Rosewater tweeted that Strixhaven is Magic's take on the Magic School genre and not just a reskinning of any one version of it, but... There is nothing in that tweet to preclude the possibility of Harry Potter tie-ins. The player base will remain uneasy until Strixhaven is released. We will continue to cover this story as it develops. Perhaps the strangest thing from this Secret Lair announcement is that it, of all places, was where Wizards chose to make the announcement of the impending Uro ban. It did make some sense due to Uro being included in the showcase set alongside Primeval Titan and Frost Titan, but this is still something of a surprise. The banned and restricted list has already seen a number of changes, going from a regular announcement to happening only when Wizards feels the need. This change was meant to provide greater flexibility for Wizards to respond when a card is unhealthy for the format. Opinions are mixed on whether this change works or not. While the placement of this announcement has been widely mocked as an expansion of Wizards' recent practice of announcing when they're going to be making announcements, it is undeniably a consumer-friendly move to make sure players buying the secret lair know it won't be viable in most formats for very long. Maybe we should announce that in three episodes, we're going to announce an upcoming ban of bad flavor text from the podcast. Personally, I want to ban whomever decided the foil printing process should make Pringles instead of magic cards. Don't we all? A recent community highlight showed the Goblin Lore Pod reaching their 100th episode. Beginning in 2018, Goblin Lore has put a focus on looking at the real world through the lens of magic lore. This includes mental health, a focus on how important the gathering of magic can be, and all sorts of other community aspects. Some of their recent work involves serious topics like diversity in magic, queerness, and anger management. But they don't shy away from the silliness. It turns out they all have very deep opinions on Pies of the Multiverse. To be fair, who doesn't? We here at WNXS News wish them a very happy 100th and look forward to many more. Our final story tonight, the open beta announcement for the Magic Legends MMORPG has been announced for March 23rd. The game will host players as characters building decks of spells, wandering their plane on various adventures. A trailer featuring a brief overview of character creation has been released, but not much more has been revealed for gameplay, so we look forward to seeing how players feel after beta. That's all this edition. We'll see you next time. Same time, new news.